Middle call. Heavy hey. Birthday week continues. Here on Haber Middle Middle Call. Hope everybody's having a great week. Great weekend ahead. Don't forget, we'll be live on the tube Sunday night with uh, a reaction to a full NFL Sunday and Niners Panthers, especially. I'm Guy. That's John. Here's what you do to get in the Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag. You go to Apple Podcasts. You leave us a review. We appreciate the five-star reviews. We would love, even if you want to criticize us, to give us a five-star and then give us your criticism. But uh, this is not state media. We are not here to silence the voices of the opposition, John, we will, as we will display several non five-star reviews in the mailbag today. So we'll get to that. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. (laughs) As Will Smith once said, Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. We appreciate that very much. We've been wearing the same clothes for all birthday week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you get to do. Birthday week. You wear the same. Don't change your underwear. Don't change your socks. Don't wash your hair. No, not a problem for me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not the hair on your head. All right. Uh, we're also sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. We love Tito's. We know you love Tito's. Send us some pictures of you uh, having a Tito's. It's a uh, weekend. is just about here. So handle out on the golf course or a John Daly or a mule, Tito's ginger, whatever you got going. Share it. Feels like in 22 every week's a three-day weekend, doesn't it? Kind of starts on Friday. So, you know, Thursday night, have a have a pop. Friday, have a couple. Saturday, keep keep it rolling. Yeah, and just enjoy your weekend with our friends. Uh, it started by a guy named Tito. Uh, that's his name. That's where the name of the brand started, and it's become I don't know the number one vodka in America. We love it. We know you love it. Everyone loves it. It's universally loved. How could it not be? Happy 25th anniversary to Tito's earlier this year, and they're still going strong. World domination still ahead with your help. With your help. So, uh, Tito's, thank you very much. Bottled in Austin, Texas, and distilled there. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof crafted to be savored responsibly. Also, shout out to ButcherBox.com slash ham. ButcherBox.com slash ham. Right now, you can get uh, some free strip steaks and some lobster meat. You get the two 10-ounce New York strip steaks and eight ounces of lobster claw and knuckle meat for free, plus 10 bucks off in your first order at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Make a knuckle sandwich. Go get it. All right. You ready to dive in? Why not? Here we go. First up, this is Pete. He says, five stars sink the ship. Mike McDaniel's time as the media darling didn't last long. Is it over? I don't think it's over. <clears throat> I I mean, is that because he's getting heat for Tua? Yeah, it's a Tua. I, think it's, I don't think it's because they lost to the Bengals that he said that. I, I listened to his rationale the day after everything happened. He is not in charge. Like, he is doing... The doctor says he's clear he came back in. Like, he, those were not his decisions. A large... You know, I used to work out with Bill Romanowski. I would imagine a lot of times early on in Romo's career... You guys out together? No, we just crossed each other while we were going to weights. You know, we we're both, you know... Share the same. Just light, lightweight guys. Uh, he's probably got a little less body fat than me, even at 55 or whatever. Early on in his career, I would imagine he got a lot of like rub some dirt on it, get back in there, and he happily did it. Like that was his style. That is just to me not happening in the NFL anymore. You know, the doctor has to clear you. Now the doctor got fired. It to me, I put it on the medical stuff. This is not the coach. It's very, in a weird way, black and white and unemotional with the coach. Like he's cleared, put him back in. He wants to play, 
you let them go and don't put them back in. I, uh-huh. I, I give him somewhat of the benefit of the doubt. Mike McDaniel, not the organization, not the doctor stuff, but Mike just, they threw him in there and he cleared to play the following four days. Yeah. The doctor said he was good. I think the, yeah, I think the question, and I'm not saying, I don't even know if this is what people are saying. I just think my natural question, if I didn't consume anything from the outside, would be Does the coach ever ask questions that he doesn't? I don't mean Mike, I just mean in general, that you don't want the answer to? Because you would say that's a danger zone if you say to the doctor, Doc, are you sure? I mean, he was wobbling. I, I know you cleared him, but should we run some more tests? Right? Because coaches want complete, understandably, not just deniability. There's partly that a little CYA, but also just, hey, they want to be able to say what Belichick said the other day when it came to max MRI. I don't look at the MRI. Doctor tells me he can't go. He can't go. Doctor tells me he can and can, whatever. We know that's not exactly how this, like you said with Romo, how the sports always work. But I do wonder if, do, does a coach ever say, you cleared concussion protocol. That's great. But should we get a second opinion? Because, man, you were wobbly out there, right? That probably never gets said. Agreed. Next up. Is, is, is that their job, though, when you have no, the no, best no, in the brightest? It's not their job. It's not their J-O-B. But it is the net. Like, when I if I watched it on the couch, like I did, I was watching that Dolphins game, the first two a concussion, uh, back injury. And they came back in the game. My natural reaction was, I, of course, he passed the pro- protocol. Like I, I know he passed the protocol. But does anybody in that situation say, should we maybe? Are we sure that just because he passed the test, that he should be back on the field after what our eyeballs just told us about whatever happened to him? You know, that's not your job, but it is a natural thought to have. Are you supposed yeah. to on that thought or just? Hey, not my place. But I love this in the corporate world. Above my pay grade. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Baby Zone. This is five stars. Hello, guys. Hope you're doing great. Epic podcast. When you start chopping it up, it's the best in the biz. Question. Last year, I think you guys were talking about Stafford later in the season, and he threw some picks in the red zone, and you guys said something about the baby zone, which I thought was very profound and funny as well. I'm writing this a few days after the Vikings-Eagles Monday night game, and Cousins threw some red zone picks, and I was just wondering if they were baby zone. So if you guys could touch on baby zone, that'd make my day. Thanks. So we were watching a Raider game a few years ago. Rich Gannon was calling the game. Was it a Raider game? Uh, Rich Gannon calling the game. Yeah, I don't know if it was the Raider game, but it was. I mean, it was Rich Gannon's comment. And Rich Gannon said, correct me if I have this wrong, he said it's better to die a child then turn the ball. I had a coach who once told me it's better to die a child than turn the ball over in the red zone. Yeah. And the play-by-play guy went silent. <laughs> Catalan MIA. Now it, it, he he did preface it. This was he was told this. You're allowed to say that, right? Yeah, I had a coach who told me. You you guessed immediately. Like, well, I'm pretty sure he played for Gruden. <laughs> so ever since we heard that, we started calling it the baby zone. You'd rather die a child than turn it over. It's the same as the red zone. And um, you would not rather have a child. And r- red zone turnovers are easily the worst. They, 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 are, they are a gut check for an offense. Yeah. Or gut punch for an Bro, offense. Gut punch and gut check for a defense. Yeah, gut check. I mean, it is. So it's a, you throw a baby zone pick, it's hard. I mean, Jimmy's made a career out of it. Uh, Derek's had a few. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks have. But you watch the best and the brightest. Yeah, I don't see Rodgers and Brady throwing it to the other team over there, right? They protect that that well, thing that, like it's their baby. 
Uh, that Brady stat, remember the Monday night game or Sunday night game he had played? Maybe it was their first week one they played in primetime, and it was uh, whatever. It's Brady's like 51 touchdowns and no picks in his last X amount of games in the red zone. Yeah. I looked up the stat at the time, and it was his, his – I think he's got like 18 – I mean, his number, his ratio is off the charts. Now, if you wanted a tamer version of that, you'd say uh, you must protect the ball like a baby in the red zone, and thus it's the baby zone. You could, if you wanted to tame it up a little, um, you could do that. But that's where it came from. Wild, old-school football quote, and that's why it's the baby zone. So it's the same as the red zone. Yeah, and if you wanted to go the complete other way, you could probably dive into some abortion law, which is a polarizing topic. That's right. right. So, when does the red zone begin, John? (laughs) Exactly. Some people say it's at the 20, but I say it's the second you get the football, even if it's at the other one yard line. Yeah. I mean, we could, uh, does a heartbeat start at the the 27 yard line? Yeah. Some people (laughs) think that the true red zone is at the 50. That's a great point. We could do a whole, I think we could do a 30 minute show on just that. When does possession begin? What is it? Nine tenths the law? I, I've never understood what that meant either. Great question. Next up, we aren't afraid here. Uh, Mark says, "I'm writing this after the Niners lost to the Broncos, so emotions are high. I want your opinion on whether you would look to do this. Let's say things go downhill this year and the Niners miss the playoffs. If Sean Payton agreed to come to the Niners, do you think Jed would pull the trigger and replace Kyle with Payton? And do you think this would be a good decision, or do you prefer to stick with Kyle? Thanks, guys. I'll take your answer off the air. Well, think about this guy." Obviously, he has a Super Bowl from a long time ago. We were basically like right out of college. You know, the famous picture with Drew Brees and his kid have the headphones on or the, you know, the earmuff things. That's a long time ago. You know who has four playoff wins since 2019? Kyle. You know who does not have any playoff wins in the last three or four years? Sean Sean, uh, Payton. Remember Sean Payton? Remember the reason that the 49ers played the Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins, is because Kirk Cousins beat Sean Payton in the Dome in 2019. Not with a miracle. But But it was a nice throw to Thielen. Yeah, Yeah. Marcus Williams. The Diggs play. Wasn't that the Diggs game? Uh, Marcus Williams misplayed that ball down the sideline. I don't think that. I think that was Case Keenum. I think that was to play the Eagles. Oh. So he lost that game, too. Yeah. I'm saying he's, he's lost some games. I don't think Jed would do it. No. All right, John. Next up from Volcano Less. One star review. Headline What a couple of pretenders. Middlecoff had a short stint as an NFL scout and talks as if he really knows what he's talking about. But all he does is go is opine like a drinking buddy with his high squeal. Haberman is just a yes man to Middlecoff's hot takes. All they seem to be doing is coming up with one controversial opinion to get, oh, with controversial opinions to get clicks. What a waste of time it is listening to their long, boring podcast. No mas. Now, was it long and boring because he made it two hours and then at the end of the two hours was like, enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. What do you want to start with here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I talks like he really knows shorts in the NFL. You know what, what I think about any podcast? Yes, man. Is, what? is just is just a form of entertainment. Like this is not. We've always hung our hat. Like we are never going to break down the exit. We're going to play the hits here. I mean, we talk quarterbacks, we talk coaches, we talk the big stuff, and that's what we enjoy because that's what works. 
I don't pretend to be fucking, you know, some 20 year NFL vet. I I've made, I've had enjoyed my life much more ever since leaving the NFL. I've never pretended like I really want back into the life. Like it happened. It was cool. And it changed my life for the better, but it was just a small period of time. I don't pretend to be, you know, some all knowing guy. What about, what about, I don't disagree with you enough. Maybe. I'm just a yes man. I think we disagree all the time. That's uh, been that's been a we've gone back a long time since we don't argue enough. Remember uh, the the radio people wanted it to be like Skip and Shannon. Yeah, well, that's the irony, right? Is that it's hot takes, but it's in the hot take role. It's a lot of fake disagreement. Well, it's like yeah, you got to pick the other side. I, I mean, I, we've done. We'll get to some more uh, non five star reviews. We've we've listened to a lot of stuff over the years. We do a lot of uh, critical self evaluation. In fact, the other day. Somebody sent you a long DM about something they didn't think we were. It was very nice, but they said, we, we, I think you guys are making a mistake. And you sent me a screenshot of it. And within eight seconds, we have changed the way we operate on one thing in particular that I won't get into. But based on that one person's opinion, because we both went, oh, yeah, that's actually. Now, you don't want to always do that, right? Apple's thing famously is, no, no, we don't let anybody. We make, we change the consumer's habits by what we do, not the other. The consumer doesn't tell us we want uh a play we want a little hole for the headphones we get rid of the headphone jack and the rest of the world will adapt to us well you know what bill polian's thing was huh if you listen to the fans you'll be sitting with them yeah so it doesn't mean we don't take in other even though we uh, like sitting with you guys yeah well <laughs> it doesn't mean we don't take in criticism or uh constructive criticism at all but i i said all that to say like i can say very definitively that john believes the shit he says and that I believe what I say. And uh, I do find that sometimes when people don't like the opinion, then it's more likely to be viewed as a hot take uh, than when they do like the opinion. A lot of these came come a, a lot of these bad reviews came around the time that there was a lot of Trey Lance conversation going on. I don't know if you've noticed that, John, but I've I have picked up on that odd phenomenon that when there's Trey Lance, when Trey Lance gets criticized, suddenly one thing I said to somebody today was go check the tape, like all our shows. You can go check. Last year, there was a whole thing. Not a whole thing, but like in our little world here, we're too critical of Trey. That's not something new because Colin Cowherd said something about Trey two weeks ago. It has nothing to do with anything. But, you know, people like connecting those dots. Uh, here's one. Three stars. Not sure the change. These guys changed once Trey Lance started. They went from backing Lance and supporting him to saying he can't play quarterback and the only play he can do is QB power. It's like they smelled a national change and tried to get on the Lance is not good narrative. Their practice shows never said anything rather than he can make a few throws bad. Not what they're saying now. It's like they prepped to Jimmy is better for the team narrative. And now look worse. That was shown as a joke and they pivot again. Then he sucked. And now it's blame Kyle. Don't fuck with our advertisers. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing I won't read. And um, I don't even, I can't even follow this stupidity. Th this is one of the stupidest things. Thanks for the three stars. But if you're going to say something that's stupid, make it one. Like this is stupid. Uh, this is stupid. Well, I don't understand, you know, and, and I think this level of, uh, of a sports fan that just will not pivot. Like if, if I believe Russell Westbrook was a great player, I'm going to go down with the ship. 
like I'll just pivot my opinions as I see things or do things. Like and there were practices where it was good and they were being flippy floppy and 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 evolve. I would say not pivot, John. I would call it evolve. But also like or my my take me and I'll give you a disagreement. You thought why wouldn't they just ride Jimmy out till the final cuts? My I was adamant like get him fucking out of the building, cut him, just let Trey just be the only show in town. His team don't have Jimmy around eating chimichangas after practice and throwing to two guys that look like us. This is stupid. Cut his ass. I said that for like two weeks. Cut him. Th- get rid of him. And they wouldn't do it. So it's like Middlecoff's always wanted Jimmy. I was literally pounding the table for them to get rid of him the first three weeks of practice because I thought it was so weird and bizarre, even though it yeah, kind of was normal. You were. So it's like I, I didn't have any grand ideas of like, Jimmy, take this thing over and I'll pivot back and we'll ride him to 12 wins. Like, no, just things happen. Start watching Trey, get a little nervous, start practice. I I tried to be optimistic because I'm an optimistic guy in some of the practices, even though there were some practices that clearly weren't that great. And then, like we said, when the reports came out that John Lynch was going to Kyle, like about the idea of keeping Jimmy in early August, like just start putting the pieces of the puzzle together. You know, there there were just some questions internally. That's not our opinions. We went to practice. We form our own. But the only opinions that truly matter is like the head coach, the GM, who wanted to keep Jimmy, which is not normal. Like you, you, it's obviously played out uh, well for the Niners, given that Trey got hurt and they had Jimmy around. But the way that they got there was very abnormal. Would you agree with that? A thousand percent. And why was it abnormal? Is there a chance that there was some questioning? Is he ready? I think there's a variety of reasons it was abnormal. That was one of them. Jimmy's situation just created this natural abnormal situation because he was hurt and they couldn't trade him, which they would have they would have done that. Here's why I say this this is stupid. Why I think I hate this particular thing. They went from backing Lance and supporting him to saying he can't play and the only thing he can do is QB power. Well, first of all, that's not true. We didn't say he can't play, and the only thing he can do is QB power. As always, there's gray area in all of this. Trey Lance is going to be back next year, so this thing's not over. But when I see a word like this, backing Lance and supporting him, or a phrase like that, what that says to me is you want somebody who's going to be a cheerleader because you think it's my job to encourage your guy, and my encouragement will help him, and my discouragement will hurt him, and it's my job to encourage him, right? That's that's like, um, what would be an example of this? It's kind of like saying Kyle Shanahan went from backing and supporting Jimmy with a big contract to saying he can't play and replacing him with Trey Lance. They try to replace him. Pick any quarterback that's ever been drafted number one or whatever. At one point in time, the person that drafted him thought he'd be a star. And then they stopped. Once upon a time, John Schneider would not have envisioned trading Russell Wilson, and then he did. So this idea that like they went from supporting him to not supporting him. Well, first of all, let's be clear about one thing: we never supported him. It was never about it's it's never about support. It's not support. We went from thinking yes, you should absolutely draft him. We said that, and yes, you should absolutely replace Jimmy Garoppolo in 2022 with Trey Lance, which they did. They intended to do. It went from that to, well, the more he plays, there are some questions about how ready he is to be a starting quarterback right now in the NFL. And yet we still supported putting him out there and making him the quarterback. 
But I'll even get more into detail. There were questions of how ready he was to start on a team trying to win. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I would say the be, the big picture is: Do we think he's going to be a starting quarter, a really good Pro Bowl level, top ten starting quarterback in the NFL? That is the standard for third overall picks, right? And that's why they made the decision because that's what they're going for. But let's be very clear: We're not here to su- support. Support is like I'm helping you succeed. We're yeah, just we're here. here we're here to entertain and see. get our advertisers heard but, by people. Yeah, yeah. But also, it's it's also we're just here to tell you what we see. Yeah, it's not it's not about support. That's I hate that shit. It's like I'm not. No, I I'm. This isn't the. I, I don't even know what I. I'm not a booster. I'm not. Here's even boosters don't do that. By the way, a booster's job on a college football program is to support, but they pay their money and then they want good things to happen. Yeah. Right. So even a booster is a supporter, but it's a little different than covering the team, I guess you could say, even though we don't view ourselves necessarily that way, but whatever. Next up, JMO, four stars, entertaining stuff. So we, we're, you know, we progressively, we're going to get to five. Good banter. Guys, terrific and thoughtful. Obviously plugged into the Niners. Middlecoff seems less connected to the team and blows with the national media wins which makes sense given his league-wide background and other media commitments. He couldn't conjure the name of Josh Norman the other day, an infamous QB surely branded on the brain of every Niner fan for all eternity. So you couldn't think of Josh Norman, so you must not be plugged into the team. Is is that you not? My other you know media what? commitments, like I got seven other jobs. I mean, I just, I, I watch more Niners and read more. I don't read about any other teams. I just watch the other games. My other media commitments, like, okay, I, have a, I love that you not be able to pull Josh Norman cost us a star. <laughs> oh, man. J Mo, it's actually. That's I mean, he calls good. me terrific and thoughtful, so I, I think this is a pretty good review. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate him if I were you. <laughs> yeah, prize picks is where it's at. Prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with more than 5 million users. I've been using it and telling you about it for months. It's the most fun and exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani less season long pick quite yet. On his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on prize picks, you can go Anthony Edwards more than 29 points and Nikola Jokic more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time is the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So right now, download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, code HAM50, first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer, 
when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, all right. We, can we pick this up? Yeah, I got other commitments here. Uh, Adam says, hey, uh, this was a DM that I got. So uh, I, I included some DMs. He said, hey, guy, love the show. Uh, you guys gave me a ton of entertainment on my runs. Was listening to the show from Sunday about how Debo isn't a deep ball guy and shouldn't be used that way. It reminded me of last year about all this talk about how Debo wanted the, to be a deep ball threat and get used more that way. Maybe he will get more deep shots than we think. Uh, update. Let's update how we feel about that ongoing conversation. I'm going runner with, screen, no. wide receiver screens. <laughs> I think we're going with no. He's not getting more deep balls. Uh, cur- curl routes and quick outs. Although I am inclined to believe what Shanahan said after the Garoppolo Seahawks game, which is Jimmy ran the game plan that we had for Trey. Because I haven't seen Jimmy throw some of those passes that he threw no. in that game. Although Danny Gray hurting hurt is you know one of those deep balls was to Danny Gray and he's not available. Uh, hip. And Juszczyk ran straight, and he didn't even look That's his true. way. Uh, this is from BFK84. What was the farthest pass of the day on, uh, against the Rams? Would it have been the Warner one? He didn't throw Charlie that many. Warner throw? He didn't throw that many. Like, I feel like there was an Ayuk downfield. There was a big gainer to... Um, you count the one at the end of the half? Ayuk 15 yards at the beginning. Uh, Jennings. Blah, blah, blah. Missed Jennings. Might have yeah, been as far as he, he missed Jennings, but he hit Jennings. Um, another time here, I can give you, if you give me one second, I can tell you. Longest throw of the game. So the Debo was the 57. Juice, the 35, was a lot of run. So was Debo. Oh, the, I mean, Kittle, the Kittle 20 yard catch. It's not really an over the top throw. Yeah, that's a pretty. I mean, that's just. You just a asked standard. me what the longest. I'm just. No, you. I know. My, my, I I didn't even mean completion. I just meant he's not pushing the ball down oh, the field. No. Really. Yeah, I think fair to say. Uh, BFK says uh, 
uh, really enjoy. Oh, this is Kyle. Sorry, Kyle. Really enjoy listening to y'all. Great takes. Y'all, like y'all's back and forth. Keep up the good work. Go Hawks. Big game for uh, Sam Pittman's bunch this week, John. Sam was right there with uh, Alabama for a split second. I, I love a good, like, kind of older guy, man boobs. I, I like the body. Sweat. A lot of sweat. Oh, yeah. Just Arkansas's, they're the number one baseball team. Their golf team is Daly's kid. Their football team is top 25. Their basketball team's like top 10. Like Muscleman. Yeah. They're t- who was with them yesterday? Who was with Muscleman or with Arkansas? There was a famous coach or someone was hanging out with Eric Musselman on Twitter yesterday. I'll look it up while you go to the next one. Coach K or uh, – well, you're looking. I was just telling you, they play at Mississippi State. They play at BYU. That'd be a sneaky, pretty awesome game to go see if anyone's in the uh, Utah area. Arkansas at BYU, that's probably incredible. Yeah, that's pretty Their good next one. three games, they go at Mississippi State, at BYU, at Auburn. Yeesh. So, Jason, Jason Kidd. That's who it was. Oh, Jay Kidd. Yeah. Uh, this is from Jason. He says, quick question about DraftKings. Uh, is there a depoy? Is there a bet for defensive player of the year or just more sacks? I'm or most sacks. I'm definitely throwing Bosa in there. Good question. I'm gonna have to sign into DraftKings. I probably should have prepared for this question better. To see what the um to see what the future bets are. You know, I thought early in the year that um, Nick was going to be great, but like the momentum was too big for Micah Parsons to overcome it. But I do not think that anymore. I think Nick can definitely win the award, especially if he has 20 sacks. Does feel like those two are out in front right now. Uh, could they share it? Not ever my favorite, but. Uh, doesn't feel likely. Um... If, if the Cowboys were the backup quarterback. I know Jimmy's technically a backup quarterback too, but it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> if they have similar stats, it feels like Micah might get it just because I'm not saying that's the know. right thing to do. I think it's going to be like this is the number one defense, potentially the Niners, potentially if they're the number one defense and he's their best player. Right now, to answer Jason's question, in part, I'm looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up with Code Ham. Micah Parsons plus 250 to win it. Bosa plus 800. So you can get much better odds on Nick Bosa than you can Micah Parsons right now. I'm going a wager on Nick Bosa today. Rashawn Gary plus 900. Uh, next up uh, from Carlos. He says, what are the odds Curry retires after this season? I'd say zero. Aaron Curry? <laughs> Seth Curry? You know what Steph is scheduled to make the next couple of years? What, 40, 48? He makes this year 48, 23, 24, 51, 24, 25, 55, and in 25, 26, I think he'll stick it out, 59. Wow. Uh, did you catch the uh, the clip from the Manning cast where Steph came on and uh, Peyton said that, you know, we have a lot in common. We both have annoying younger brothers. <laughs> That's pretty good. I did not. Uh, you know what this question made me think is not about, I brought it up not so we could debate whether or not Steph's going to retire this year. I think they're very low. I'm with John. But let's say that Steph went to Joe Lacob and said, Joe, I'm going to retire. There's no question that Joe would then be in a position where he has to violate the league's salary cap 
um, to try and get Steph to stay, right? That would be his move. You agree with that? He'd have to do something beyond paying Steph's regular salary to get Steph not to retire because Steph would be so valuable to him, right? 100%. So what would Joe, if he, if Steph said, Joe, you can keep your, whatever that total you just added up is, your 200 million, 220, I'm out. What would Joe's move have to be? Ownership stake, silent. Yeah, it'd stake? be stuff like the equity stuff. It'd be stuff under the table in the companies. Like I know this thing's going IPO. I know this. This can get you a hundred million, two hundred million dollars. Steph's already worth hundreds of millions of dollars, though. Right. You so know? What, like that'd be the problem. It's like if he's financially satisfied and he was fulfilled with what he'd done to this point in his career. In a weird way, it's like, hey, I, I know you're on the waiting list. Even you, you know, seven years away from getting to an Augusta, we will get you'll becoming a member at Augusta tomorrow. That'd be that'd be a good one. Stuff I think stuff like that. Yeah, that's how you, you tickle his fancy. Would you like to become president? We could we could back you. You could become the president of America. But do you think Steph would want to be the president of America? No, but I'm just asking. What are the things that are out of Steph's reach that he would need Joe Lacob's help on? Oh, like I'll fund your campaign. Yeah, I'll fund your campaign. Would you like to be first to the moon? You know, we could. Yeah. Start. You building. you would have to find out all the stuff that like money can buy, but you don't think about money when you desire it. And I wonder if Augusta would go a long way. Augusta would probably be number one on the list. John, it wouldn't be a podcast uh, mailbag without this. Given re- five stars, given recent history, we'll probably need uh, winning starts from a backup quarterback to make the playoffs. Will Brock Purdy remain QB2, or will the Niners look for a backup with some experience to put between Jimmy and Brock on the depth chart? Love the pod. Did you see the story? It got retweeted into my timeline, and maybe P- I didn't read Peter's piece, but I, I think there was some buzz that Frank, G- Frank, Chris Ballard, and Matt Ryan are on the hot seat. So if at the end of the season, he fires everybody and they basically just blow the thing up, and some, maybe they cut Matt Ryan and they just eat it, they just start over. They just want to bottom out. I would say that Matt Ryan and Kyle reuniting wouldn't be. We'd have to keep an eye on that, depending on what happens with Jimmy, Trey coming back. So, good point. I think you've connected some dots there. I will say, I've always remembered watching the interview that Kyle and Matt Ryan gave before the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, the one that I always love, where Matt recites, exit to east, east, exit to east, right, nasty, toucan, blah, 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 blah. And I remember watching that interview then feeling like, even though part of the story was like how these two guys have come together, that there might have been just a little attention, little tension there for Matt. Like Matt Ryan would prefer to not play for Kyle Shanahan. Now, he gave him the best year of his career. But I wonder if Matt Ryan would want to do that. Maybe he would. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm misreading it. But that'd be interesting. I mean, part of me would think, do you go a little more... This is going to sound insane. Do you go Wentz? Trey Lance's backup next year? Uh, no. I said it sounded insane. Uh, Gino, I, wonder, I wonder if Matt Ryan could retire if this Trubisky, year gets really ugly. It feels like he could, John. Trubisky stinks. We're talking about backup quarterbacks here. But but here, but here's the thing. This isn't even what the question is. The question is that now. Like I think the point is, is the point of this is Jimmy Garoppolo historically gets hurt. So – We'll need winning starts from a backup quarterback to make the playoffs. That's where put the the Bears game and the Broncos game 
potentially hurt you is if Jimmy gets hurt for three weeks and Cooper Rush isn't there to take you to three wins because you have, you know, you lost those two games. You don't have as much wiggle room. You can't afford to have a backup quarterback for three weeks that goes 0 3. Now, maybe with this defense, he wouldn't, but I think that's what the question is. Do you get a backup quarterback for Jimmy Garoppolo, who's experienced right now, like October 5th? Well, who? Well, yeah, I mean, it's trade for Gardner Minshew or something. Well, Kenny Pickett now is the starter in Pittsburgh. Do you go get Trubisky? But wouldn't they just keep Trubisky? Well, they also have Mason Rudolph. Who's terrible. Uh, yeah. So you'd want one of those two terrible players? No, I'm just saying, is there anybody out there that's better than Brock Purdy? Kyle may not. Th- Kyle may be happy to roll. Do you go get Mullins? Where's Mullins right now? Didn't you tell me that someone was told that there's just some love for Brock Purdy? There, I've heard of some internal Brock Purdy love, yes. Who did I listen to? Oh, Simmons and Sal, and Simmons dropped a, you know, I had a little birdie. That Bob Kraft is that Zappy's the guy for a while now. <laughs> I can only imagine some of the things that you think are really dumb takes that like high level people have had in a building, right? Now he thought his point was not Zappy was better than Mac, but Zappy was a they should Zappy should be the backup quarterback. And I could understand if it's you're Bob Kraft. I've seen Hoyer for fucking Hoyer. 10 oh, years. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah. I Bill, I don't want to see this bald guy anymore. Can we just go with Zappy? Yeah. Bailey Zappi, what a name. I did see his face after you said he kind of looks like Mac Jones. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, ish, just white guy. Yeah, white guy, you know, kind of dirty blondish hair. Crew cut. cut. Style of play. Gunslinger. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. All right. That's it for the mailbag. Uh, if you give us a one star, a two star, a three star review, you're free to do it, but we will read it. Uh, or maybe that's what you want. Just don't expect us to say thank you. Uh, but, uh, I guess if you gave us a one star and you bailed, you're not hearing this. So what difference does it make? Yeah. Losers. But I'm guessing they hear it. Maybe not. I don't know. Can't be everything to everybody, John. Adios people. Here's the funny thing too, about a mailbag real quick. Is like you can't walk away from seven five stars and one three star thinking about the three star. You know, that's not that's not a good way to live your life. No, you can't. I just don't want that thing to dip below 4.8, which is what our rating is right let, now. Let positivity take over your life. You know, All right, everybody. Thanks for Namaste. See you on Sunday night. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.